Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Cody Klein. And my name is Katherine McCann. And we want to thank you for joining us today. On today's episode, we'll be interviewing Lindsay Gunther, advisor and counselor at Volunteer State Community College. And we'll be interviewing Deanna Meyer, who is an assistant director of admissions at Belmont University. Today, we're going to discuss why a college student might want to transfer between institutions and then how they can manage this process successfully. Lindsay and Deanna, can you guys give us a little backstory on what you guys do at your institutions? Hey guys, I'm Lindsay Gunther. It's good to be here. I'm an advisor counselor at Volunteer State Community College, which is a community college just northeast of Nashville in Gallatin, Tennessee. And I work with students who are wanting to transfer to universities after they get their associates and also students who are wanting to prepare for the workforce with their associate's degrees. So lots of different destinations that our students have also do career counseling with students who are not sure what direction they want to go. So I wear many different hats there. Hello, everyone. My uh, name is Deanna Meyer, and I'm Assistant Director of Admissions uh, here at Belmont. So I work specifically with transfer students um, from all over. So uh, we don't have particular colleges that we work with. We are are generalists in that we um, help transfer students from all over the U.S. So any type of transfer student coming from a two-year or a four-year institution, I typically have contact with myself or someone else from my team. Our first question for you today, Lindsay, is when should a student think about transferring to a different school? The quickest way to say that would be as soon as possible, honestly. I tell a lot of students to begin with the end in mind, which may sound a little bit cheesy, but it's true because you can really uh, create your path from the beginning if you know where you want to end up to make sure that whatever you're taking, for instance, at the community college is going to transfer smoothly. So absolutely as soon as possible. Yeah, I echo that. Um, uh, what what Lindsay said. I mean, it really depends on the student. It depends on the program. Um, and Lindsay and I share similarities in that we both have an objective, right, to get students through college. From Lindsay's perspective, really getting someone to earn an associate's degree um, at Ball State, and my objective, you know, to get them to come to Belmont to finish the bachelor's degree. So um, we work fairly closely with mo- most of our partner schools to kind of determine when may be a good time for a student to transfer. Again, at least for us, it doesn't matter if a student has, you know, three units that they've taken or if they've got 75 units that they've taken. Um, It really depends on the student. It depends on their trajectory of where they want to go for a career and how long they want to be in school ultimately. Absolutely. And a lot of the time, some uh, students will want an associate's degree before they transfer, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes it actually makes more sense for them to take the classes that they need to transfer and then transfer early. Most of the time they end up getting an associate's if they want to go to a university, but there are definitely times when they don't. Um, So it's really just, you know, like you said, we both have the goal of helping students get where they want to be, whatever career that is, wherever they want to end up for the bachelor's degree and that kind of thing. Yeah. And there's really somewhat of a misconception. Lindsay, you can probably also speak to this. I get a ton of students who say, I don't have my associate's degree. Can I, can I start with you guys? What are the limitations? And, and as you mentioned, it it really depends on the student. A lot of programs don't require you to have that associate's degree in order to transfer. So um, there are ways we, as uh, you know, in admissions and as an advisor can be strategic with what we do to kind of walk you through the process to know maybe it is a better option for you to, to earn that associate's degree, but it's not always the case. 
Absolutely. And, and you touched on the fact that having partnerships with universities is so important. Um, you know, I was an ad- academic advisor at the University of North Texas before coming to Tennessee. And so I worked with a lot of students who were, their goal was to stay at UNT, get a degree, graduate, be done. I only had to think about UNT requirements. And then I worked actually in Belmont admissions for a little bit. And then now at the community college, I can see how students could have dozen, there, there could be dozens of different destinations that students could have. So there's a lot to keep up with as an advisor and having people like you, Deanna, and, um, you know, people in admissions at all the schools that students are interested in can be incredibly helpful. Um, advisors as well. You know, I tell students all the time, find an admissions person. You know, I try to give students the name of someone that they can contact at a school, because to me, it's much easier to connect someone with a person than just an institution um, to, uh, and I tell them, you know, the admissions person is your concierge for the university. They are your starting point and can tell you who you need to talk to for all kinds of things um, to get you where you need to be. So having those partnerships is absolutely crucial. Awesome. Thank you for that. Those are great responses. Um, So when a student is in community college, how would you suggest a student prepare in community college to make a smooth transfer process to a four-year institution? Um, So that's a great question. They need to be thinking about where they are currently and where they plan to go. So like I mentioned before, beginning with the end in mind is pretty crucial. Although a lot of students come to a community college and they're really not 100% sure where they want to end up. Um, but one of the things or several of the things that we tell them uh, to think about while they're at the community college is good grades, open doors. Even if you don't know exactly where you want to go, do the very best that you can in the classes that you're in. Even if they're general ed classes that you that are maybe not connected to your major necessarily, but they're required for your degree or for the university. Try to stay focused and do as well as you can, because good grades can open up potential scholarships at universities. Um, They can make you more competitive in case you're trying to get into a competitive program or a competitive university. So that's huge. Also, uh, I recommend that students get involved in leadership and organizations on campus. Um, A lot of people don't realize that you can get involved just as much at a community college as you can at a university. Um, You know, we have a, a lot of student organizations on campus and not always the same amount of opportunities, but there's still plenty of opportunities to get involved at the community college. Um, And then also there's the matter of picking the right major. Um, One thing that's unique about community colleges is that we have associate's degrees that are designed for transfer to a university. And we have associate's degrees that are, that are designed for preparation to enter the workforce that are not designed for transfer. And so we really try to coach students um, at the beginning from the get-go at the community college to really think about is your end goal to get an associate's degree and a bachelor's or just an associate's. And that kind of helps us orient them at least to where they're focused on the right type of degree, not just on the major, um, because there's different options there. And we also have a degree that is really flexible so that if the major that they want to do either, you know, at the university, maybe we don't have, or if the courses that we require for a particular major aren't exactly the same at the university, for instance, if they wanted to transfer to a private school like Belmont, um, then they could major in general studies. So uh, whichever community college a student is looking at, because I know Belmont pulls in students from all over the country and the world, they should really think about, is there a is there a flexible degree program that I could do that would allow me to um, tailor my classes and tailor my requirements toward where I'm wanting to end up, be it Belmont or wherever they're looking. And also I would definitely recommend attending college fair days. We have at our community college and a lot of community colleges do this. um, We'll invite 
people to come in from universities to talk to students, give them admissions information and things like that. Absolutely attend those, whether they're virtual or in person. That's a great way to make connections and to start to get your search started because it's never too early. And then other things to think about are researching the universities that you're interested in and being keep in mind in-state versus out-of-state uh, universities as far as transferability of credits, as well as understanding private versus public and how things can um, and how that impacts transfer and cost as well. Community college curriculum tends to be designed to transfer to public state universities in the same state, um, but that does not mean that's the only way, the only option that you have for transfer. For instance, for us in the state of Tennessee, there are a lot of private universities like Belmont that are trying to work with community colleges to make the transfer process as smooth as possible, even if the curriculums are different, even if um, it's, it, it, it doesn't have to be like putting a a round peg into a square hole. Um, a lot of times students can find uh, universities that really work well with them. And so um, we just encourage students talk to an admissions counselor now um, at the university, uh, talk to an advisor at the university, bring that information back to us so that if, um, so if you're trying to transfer to a place where perhaps the the degree program at the community college isn't exactly the same as at the university, we can start you out on the right path regardless. And so that's one of the things. And then um, I actually helped write a blog for students who were interested in transfer. And we covered a few different, I'd say three big things um, for students to consider. And I would actually add a fourth in light of COVID, but one is academic. If you're at a community college and you're thinking about universities, you need to look at deadlines. A lot of times admissions deadlines are later than um, financial aid and scholarship deadlines. And I'm sure Deanna could speak way more about that than I could, but they need to pay attention to that. It's honestly often a lot sooner than they expect. Um, community college students tend to sometimes wait until too late to start thinking about where they want to go. They should also, this is really huge. Students should also make sure that wherever they want to transfer is regionally accredited. There are so many different accreditations out there and there's a lot of universities that have different kinds of accreditation, but some are not regionally accredited. And Belmont is a great example of a school that has a lot of great accreditations. And that just means standards of excellence that you can depend on. And so that's one of the things they need to look at nonprofit versus for-profit. I highly recommend looking at nonprofit universities such as Belmont um, versus for-profit. There are a lot of schools out there that have closed down. They're for-profit universities and students get left in the lurch um, because those schools focus is profit more so than education. So Belmont is an amazing example of a place that's regionally accredited nonprofit that um, has their focus in the right place. Also, they need to see if the university has the major they want. You know, it's one thing to want to go to a particular place, but if they don't have the program you want to study, then you may end up being disappointed. So that's one of the big things to look at. And also how competitive is it? Check on minimum standards. You know, don't just don't just look at the minimum standards for getting into a program or into a university, but also what's the average that that they're looking for? You know, if a 3.5 is the minimum, but most students getting in um, have a 3.8, that's important information. And then check in. Um, so that's academic questions, financial questions, such as what is the cost of the university without aid? So that you know, what is the actual price tag if it's in-state, out-of-state or private? And um, one thing I learned when I was at Belmont is um, private universities don't have typically in-state and out-of-state tuition. So it just depends on, on where you're going. 
financial aid, and then do they have transfer scholarships? That's a big one. A lot of universities um, reserve their scholarships for um, most of their scholarship money for freshmen, but more and more universities are opening up scholarship dollars for transfers. So that's a big thing. And um, also some schools um, offer a discount or a scholarship if you come in with your associate's degree done. So that's something to consider. And then finally, I highly recommend visiting the university, get a vibe, get the freebies, get the tour, get all the information, get a feel for the city. What is housing like? How much does it cost to live, um, you know, on campus versus off campus and see if you can sit in on a class and meet with a professor. Um, So those are some of the things that we recommend for students that are serious about transferring to university. So that was my really long answer. Lindsay did a fantastic job of summing up <laughs> all of that. So mine's going to be very kind, um, shorter and sweeter in some capacity. Um, Lindsay gave you the bulk of the information that you're going to know. I will, I'll talk to you about it from maybe two perspectives. So we, two types of students, students that come from a community college and students that come from a four-year institution. Um, typically, and this is not always the case, but students who are coming from a two-year community college usually have in some capacity an end an end goal. Um, they, they usually know, at least by the time they get to us, that Belmont's where they want to be. Uh, so I have conversations with students two or three years prior to them joining us. Uh, we created an entire roadmap for students who are coming from a community college that lays out, these are the recommendations we have. For sure, be in contact with your advisor. Um, that is one of the top things that we, we put on that list because it, advisors can be instrumental in, in helping you determine what courses are going to be best to take, uh, whether you need to pursue an associate's degree, whether you, you need to just maybe take a year or two and then join us. So literally everything Lindsay said, I would echo wholeheartedly. I love when I get the opportunity to, to chat with uh, community college students two years out. It really helps them ensure that the classes that they're going to take are, are going to be transferred to Belmont. As Lindsay was mentioning, there are a ton of classes at, at schools like Ball State that are kind of built for the public school system here in Tennessee. But we know, and I, I worked in advising for a number of years, so I know what the catalog looks like and know what courses I would recommend a student to take. So my recommendation is if, if you're at all thinking about transferring, it's, you know, just a uh, somewhere in your mind that maybe one day that's, that's what I want to do. Reach out early. Even if you decide two years from now, Belmont's not where you want to be, or your your institution that you're aiming for is not where you ultimately end up, be in contact with us early. There are too many students who are two or three years in and think, uh, you know, I had a feeling I might want to do this, but I just wasn't sure. And then they've got these courses that may not transfer as as really any general education or or major specific classes. So if possible, be in contact with us as early as possible. Uh, we try and partner with as many advisors uh, as, as possible, as Lindsay alluded to. Um, it helps us do our job better. It helps uh, students kind of have a, a clear path to what they're doing. You know, it, it, it's every school does, does something a little different. So it's, sometimes it's hard to know how to navigate one school to the other. So um, be in contact early. That is my, my biggest aim, my biggest goal. Um, again, echo what, what Lindsay has said, always ask about finances. Um, that's huge for transfer students. And maybe 
a unique perspective for transfer students is usually transfer students are only looking at one or two schools when they're looking to transfer. Our freshman applicants oftentimes may be looking at five, six, seven, eight plus. Not a bad thing. They're just in a different space in life. And um, so being cognizant of what you may be getting into two, three years down the line can be a huge help to you kind of as you navigate that process. Wow, that was some a lot of information for all of our listeners to to digest and probably need to go back and re-listen <laughs> to just really write down as many notes as possible. Um, so Deanna, you, you were talking about this a little bit, but could you give us a deeper dive in what it means to be transferring from a four-year institution to another four-year institution? And how would that be different than a student going from community to four-year? Yeah, so we, we get a fair share, I would say probably at least half, if not a little bit more than half of our students that are transferring come from other four-year institutions. I don't know that we're uh, normal in that. I think that's a little uh, abnormal for most institutions, but we get a ton of students who transfer to us after one or two years from a, a four-year institution. For us, the process is, is the same. We're going to look at the student in the same capacity. There's, there's no difference in scholarship and what someone can, can attain uh, based on their you know, previous enrollment at either a two-year or a four-year institution. Oftentimes, I guess the challenge I would say with students that are transferring from a, a, another four-year is most of the time they don't anticipate transferring. A lot of students will start at one institution and think, I'm going to be there Uh, you know, for the duration of my college career, sometimes life happens that changes their circumstances. Sometimes they decide I want a major that my school doesn't have, or maybe it's just not a right fit with that school. Uh, That's probably the biggest difference between our four-year and our two-year students. Uh, Again, two-year students really oftentimes when they get to us are are on the track to Belmont. They know that this is where they ultimately want to end up. For most of our four-year, it's a matter of finding a fit and, um, you know, pivoting in in a direction that they probably didn't anticipate that they would pivot. So uh, in the same way, we have a roadmap for our community college transfer students. We also have one for our four-year college students. The the lifeline of us being in contact with a four-year, a student transferring from a four-year is much shorter. You know, again, I may be working with a, a student who's coming from a community college for two years before they join us. Usually with somebody coming from a four-year, it's a, it's a, a few months really at, at most. So, um, you know, there's always the anomalies that, that don't fit that mold, but that's pretty standard. So we've got a little bit of a shorter window to get things accomplished. That said, we can still work with students at a four-year institution to tell them, you know, these are the courses I would recommend you take prior to joining us. Um, there are other challenges with that in that some four-year institutions require students to pick a major and, and take major specific classes. Um, you know, the, the nature of a community college in some capacity is really to, to push students to, towards earning a four-year degree elsewhere. That's not the case with other four-year institutions, right? Other four-year institutions, the hope is that a student will stay with them for, for the duration of those, of those four years. So there are still options for us to kind of mold and uh, develop a student towards a certain direction with a four-year uh, institution. It's just a, a little different in a shorter time frame. Awesome. Um, so as prospective students are looking at making that decision between going to a community college or going to a four-year institution, How do those students know what to do? Um, I think, again, like I mentioned before, they need to be thinking about their end goal and whether that is to earn an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree or just an associate's degree. But if they know that they want to get a bachelor's degree, 
there are a few things, especially in the state of Tennessee, that they'll want to consider. And and I want to also preface this by saying there's not a there's no right or wrong choice as to whether you want to start at a community college or a four year. There are pros and cons to both. Um, within the state of Tennessee, we have Tennessee Promise and Tennessee Reconnect. And I mentioned both because I know that um, there are adult students in the mix that might be listening um, in as well. Um, but those are last dollar tuition scholarships. And so students would get their their regular financial aid package first. And then if there's any amount that does not, uh, if there's any amount of tuition that's not covered, that's where Tennessee Reconnect and Tennessee Promise come in. And so that actually makes an associate's degree be tuition free for students. So that's something to consider financially. However, there are also a lot of students that still choose to start at the four year if it still makes financial sense for them. Um, but that is just something to consider. Community colleges tend to have smaller class sizes um, than a lot of universities, not all. One thing that stands out to me about Belmont is that they tend to have smaller class sizes. And so, but that is one thing that you do find at a community college. And a lot of times the professors at community colleges, while they do focus on research, they also have a great focus. Their, their primary focus is on teaching, just like at Belmont. That was one of the things that really struck me about Belmont, that professors are really student-centered. And you're going to find that at the community college as well. And and some people, there's actually kind of a, a myth that if you start at the community college, your classes are going to be easier. And that's actually not true. Um, they're just as rigorous. Um, it's definitely not the easy way to start. But I do remember, um, you know, students when I uh, worked at Belmont, students that would start at a community, students would sometimes try to get in. Um, to a university of their choice and um, like the freshman year. And if they didn't get in at that time, they would go to a community college, learn how to be a college student, learn how, learn all the things that you need to know to be successful. And then they would end up making themselves much more competitive candidates for admission at a university. And so that's one, one way of looking at it is that that can give you that opportunity before you move away from home um, to learn how to be a college, a successful college student and, and really have that GPA. And then um, it also kind of prepares you for the effort needed outside of class that high school may or may not prepare you for. So there's just several different things that you can consider. But again, there's there's lots of, of right choices. And it really depends on the student and whether starting at a community college makes the best sense for them or just going straight on to the four-year uh, for their freshman year. One thing I wish uh, we could do as, as um, I guess I could even say nation is really destigmatize going to a community college. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of, of folks and students who, who will shy away from going to a community college for a year or two. And it can be a great way to save a ton of money sometimes, especially for students in the state of Tennessee. Um, you know, there are other states who, who also, um, offer free community college for a few years. So it's a really good way to kind of set yourself up for success in the long run. Uh, as Lindsay mentioned, it's a great way to kind of set the foundation for your college experience and, and get used to uh, what college looks like maybe more on a, a micro level. So um, I hope that at least with this podcast, you know, you hear that there's nothing wrong with going to a community college. There's also nothing wrong Absolutely. with transferring from another four-year institution. Um, I think there's a, sometimes some shame that students feel when they transfer because, you know, you want your college experience the first time around to work out. And the, the, the fact of the matter is it's not always the case. There's, again, a number of reasons why a school may not be a good fit. Um, so don't feel like, you know, going to a community college is, is putting you in a, a step back in any capacity. There are ways you can be really strategic with your time prior to joining us at Belmont. Um, and again, 
in order to make the, the process transfer as smooth as possible, be in, in contact with us as early as possible. Now, I can say that from somebody working at Belmont, I know that I work with students for two years. There are institutions that will not work with you until you apply. I, I, won't, I won't lie to you about that. Um, but as, as an office and as uh, an institution, we make it a commitment to work with students from when they first reach out to us. If you're 16 years old and you're planning super long term and you want to get set up for dual enrollment classes or, or just classes to take once you graduate high school, we're more than happy to walk with you through that process. Unfortunately, there's no, um, there's no manual on how to do any of this, right? There's nothing really aside from talking to individuals like myself and Lindsay, there's nothing that'll tell you this is what you need to do to transfer to a four-year institution, whether you're a community college student or, or coming from a four-year institution uh, elsewhere. So be sure to ask as many questions as possible. Get the process started super early and again, allow us to help you kind of navigate what classes you should take. The two biggest questions we always get from students is, how will I know how my classes are transferred and how much money can I get? And rightly so. Those are two huge components to a student's progression and matriculation through college. Um, we have a site. We use Transferology. There's a number of colleges that use it. You're welcome to use that prior to even talking to us if you'd like, just to gauge kind of what classes may be transferable to Belmont. Um, and then always ask about scholarships. Ask and ask and ask. Even if you've read on the website that there's no scholarships, we were just approved to bring on transfer scholarships this year after after being asked for a few years. So um, always ask for things and and really uh, advocate for yourself and your situation. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's great to be thinking of just even before going to college, like where you want to go. And thank you guys for just kind of giving us a roadmap of what that can look like for potential students who are even 16 years old or just <laughs> fresh out of high school and not knowing what to do next. Uh, that gives them a lot of options to think about. Before we conclude, is there anything that you guys just want to leave our listeners with? Just things that they should be thinking about just being a transfer student or a parent that's trying to support their student that is going through this process? One thing I was thinking about. Um, as Deanna mentioned, that that just that feeling of shame or discomfort if you if your point A to point B didn't exactly work out the way you expected, just keep in mind, even if you have taken classes, because um, that's one thing that I actually didn't delve into that I meant to, even if you when you transfer, if not all of your classes transfer the way you expect, nobody can take that knowledge from you. You're you're not going to lose your credits. A lot of people, I would I feel like it's a misunderstanding out there that sometimes people lose credits when they transfer. Nobody can take that knowledge from you. And so if there are credits that end up not being used towards your new degree plan, that could still be skills on your resume. There, there, there's That could still be knowledge to help you network with people that could help you further your career. But that's that's one of the things is just understand that your your point A to point B may not be a straight line. And that's okay. There's there's people along the way to help you. Like Deanna said, advocate for yourself and ask the questions. Don't be afraid to try to, you know, go straight for the the information that you need. Uh, one of the best ways to to get information about a college, to be honest, um, I don't usually send students to the homepage for the university. I will take them straight to the catalog to look at how stuff transfers and look at what the um, majors are that are available and things like that. But let people help you. People, admissions counselors like Deanna, you know, let people help you and uh, guide you through the process. And that can make your that can make it so much smoother. 
Yeah, Lindsay brings up a great point. I occasionally get to work with students who who want to come to Belmont from non-regionally accredited institutions. And Lindsay spoke to that a little bit earlier. Ball State's regionally accredited. Most, I would say probably 98% of the schools that most of our students are coming from are regionally accredited. So there's no issue. But occasionally we get students coming from non-regionally accredited institutions and their classes essentially fall to waste. They're not counted towards agreed requirements. But I always have to say that education is never wasted. There's always going to be something within your previous programs that you've learned, even if a class falls towards electives or doesn't count towards your degree requirements that can be utilized, um, you know, at a later term. Um, So aside from that, any additional advice I might offer for students, don't apologize if you're emailing lots and lots and lots. This is our job, um, and I'm happy to kind of help walk through this process, and I I assume Lindsay would also say the same. Uh, We love uh, what we're doing and and are happy to walk with you through through the process. Again, no shame with transferring. Sometimes it's just you got to find what fits for you, and um, if that's, you know, you you change your mind at the last minute and decide, you know what, I want to pivot and go to Belmont. We will work as fast as we possibly can. Parents of students who want to transfer, uh, I would encourage parents to be as involved in the process as possible. Oftentimes with transfer students, you know, our average transfer students about 20, 21 years old, um, and parents kind of want to let their students run on their own, which I appreciate from a, a student development perspective, it can be a good good thing. Um, but parents often feel like they don't have an investment in it. And really a student coming to college is a family investment. You know, it's, it's time and commitment from the student, but the, the family has to be on board with it. So setting up zoom appointments or, or phone calls or meetings in person with, uh, with your student and an admissions counselor or an advisor, I think is a really good thing, um, especially kind of given the population of students that we're working with, especially too, if if you're a student who's pivoting and has decided last minute that Belmont or, or another institution is where you want to be, parents can often help move that process along. So I'd say parents, don't be afraid to reach out uh, on behalf of your student. If you tell us not to uh, mention anything to your student, we won't, but it's a good opportunity for you all uh, to get connected with us as we kind of navigate the process with your student. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up this episode, we want to thank both Lindsay and Deanna for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other The College Parent podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day and see you next time.